being a Christian is sometimes a challenging thing to do. If I'm honest, all the time, there are different places where you can come across strongholds or habits in your life that are not productive to a strong Christian walk. So today I wanted to talk about strategies for keeping your life holy. At no point does God expect us to be perfect, which is why we have Jesus Christ, who is the perfect sacrifice. But I remember when I was younger and I was constantly running to the altar because I had an area of sin that had a little bit of an addictive hold on me. And I struggled with sin patterns for decades, if I'm honest. And now that I'm in my 30s, I'm starting to think about different strategies. If I think about the times where I've had the longest streaks of success, when I've been able to abstain or have been victorious over areas of sin, it's because I had a plan. So today we're going to talk about how to have a plan. And I have about six steps here, six strategies for holiness. When you get free, when the Holy Spirit breaks a hold off of your life, the plan is to stay free. So this is what I would propose. First thing is that I would say you should first identify your personal triggers. I specifically stumbled in the area of uh, sexual sin and lust, and I really struggled first in my mind before I even ever tried to do anything physically in my mind was a place where I struggled first. So my personal triggers could have been anything. So observe in yourself what usually starts you in that spiral of negative and non-productive thinking. Is it stress? Is it loneliness? Is it relational tension? Is it, for me, I found this really odd thing. When people talk about an area where I have previously struggled, I would then start to think about that thing. And so certain conversations would even trigger it for me. Sometimes it would be movies. Um, Sometimes it would just be um, someone insinuating something about an area. And so for you, observing yourself, where are areas where those personal triggers popped up? And then secondly, know yourself and recognize your relapse warning signs. The language I'm using is actually language that's very similar to what addicts have to do when they are recovering. I think that some areas of sin are especially addictive, especially when we're thinking about things like substance abuse or sexual sin. Those tend to have a very addictive hold on us. And so we actually have to treat ourselves like recovering addicts. It sounds a little extreme, but our brains get really hooked on the serotonin, how high and how happy we feel when we're doing some of these things. Um, and so we have to really address it like the, um, the scientific addictive behavior that it is. So for you, your relapsing warning signs could be when you start thinking less rationally, start behaving less responsibly. Um, for me, I would recognize there would be certain times where I'd be so strict with myself And then I'd get tired of being so strict and I'd say, oh my gosh, like, I don't even care. Does it even matter? And I would find myself starting to think less rationally, starting to maybe justify certain behaviors in my mind way before I did anything. The relapse warning signs were there. Um, So if you find yourself returning to a problematic thinking pattern that you used to have, put yourself on alert. And then uh, thirdly, reconstruct old routines and habits. I always want to pause and acknowledge that we are all human beings and in our lives we have natural 
wants and needs um, that are kind of programmed in our bodies. But sometimes we have um, non-productive ways of fulfilling those needs. So for example, if you are somebody who has a need to be um, close, you want that intimacy, you want um, just the desire to be in a close, committed relationship, the perverted or kind of non-productive way of fulfilling that need might be that you um, hop in and out of sexual relationships with people. The need there is for intimacy, and that's a very human, natural need, and we can't demonize that. However, fulfilling this need with having uh, kind of one-night stands and kind of engaging sexually with partners that are not your committed partner, that's something that's detrimental to you in the end. And so um, even things like uh, you have the desire to um, you have the desire to stay fit and this desire to stay fit and have a good body could lead you to um, things like going to the extremes that maybe you are um, restricting your diet in a way that is borderline anorexic, right? And so these are ways that we find that these are natural needs, needs to be loved, needs to uh, have intimacy, needs to um, take care of your body and look good that can go way to the extreme and we can find non-productive ways of fulfilling those needs. So do not allow your mind to make you feel like you're a bad person for wanting to fulfill these needs. However, we have to reconstruct and replace these destructive patterns with ones that better serve us. So for example, um, if we are somebody who craves that intimacy instead you want to replace that with something like finding really great community that's uh, my fourth point surround yourself with community it is really important to acknowledge that you are a human being and you need interaction with people you need to be able to um, have friends people who know you um, and people whom you know the really great thing about community is that it's a place that not only can you receive love and support but you can also give love and support many times when we have been in um, patterns of kind of stumbling and struggling we feel like we have nothing to give but sometimes the things that we've kind of messily stumbled through can be the things that people need to learn about in order to be free and so in community we find that our imperfection is actually appreciated because that humanity that is in us is something that people want to partake in. So I highly recommend finding a community of people. Um, going back to the example of how people who are um, coming out of addictive lifestyles, AA is something that's very effective for people because they have open and transparent conversations about areas where they're struggling find at least one friend that you can be honest with i have a couple accountability partners that i can say hey i've really struggled in this area and i was so close to giving in people that you can call at the drop of a hat and say hey i almost looked at something i shouldn't have looked at i almost did something i shouldn't have done um help me stay on the phone with me talk to me like help me come back to my senses Another really great habit I have is that um, I actually keep voice notes. This is an extra, um, not part of my points, but I keep voice notes of my headspace. Sometimes when I'm in an addictive or unproblematic spiral, I will not be thinking clearly. Um, but when I come out of that spiral, I'm like, ooh, actually that was not helpful. So I keep short voice notes to myself when I have <laughs> times of clarity. And so I could say, hey, actually, this behavior I'm engaging in is resulting in this um, 
unfruitful result that I don't like, that I don't appreciate. And so this is how it is. So when I'm clear, I make sure that I record that. So I remember if I ever have a weak moment and I want to return back to a problematic behavior, I can listen to the voice note and say, "Mm, no, that didn't yield good results. That actually hurt me and hurt other people in the process. So I have to constantly uh, remind myself of that. So whether it's your accountability partner kind of bouncing that back to you or you reminding yourself through your journal or through a voice note, all of those things are ways that you can stay um, on this path of growth and progress. And then number five, practice self-discipline and also self-compassion. Self-discipline is such a great thing because it carries over into other areas of your life. When I was first trying to master my strategies for holiness, I decided I needed to be disciplined in one area of my life at least so I can prove to myself that I could be a disciplined person. The lie I was telling myself was that I had no self-discipline, that I would go off the rails if given the opportunity. So I had to train myself, train my body, and at least one area of self-discipline that I can count on. So whether that is going for a daily walk in the morning to clear your mind, whether it's getting some exercise, whether it's remembering to actually drink water every day, um, whether it is having the practice of gratitude or journaling, you start to reprogram your brain to tell the story that you are good at self-discipline, that you are able to keep to a plan and be successful at it. At the same time, with self-discipline, you must, must, must have self-compassion. If you are somebody who has a really great streak of self-discipline and you slip up, you must have grace for yourself in order to say, hey, I made a mistake, I'm gonna get back right on it and start again. So it's really great to keep track of your progress, whether that is a habit tracker or even just a note on your phone that says, hey, I did this thing successfully for a few days, but also not being bummed out when you have breaks. That doesn't mean that you were unsuccessful. That means your streak might start all over again, but it's another opportunity to um, be victorious over an area of your life. And then lastly, along with this um, tracking and self-discipline, you wanna celebrate milestones, every single milestone that you can because our brains are wired for um, reward. We love when we do something great and we reward ourselves for it. So it can be anything. Let's say um, you went a week without looking at porn. Great, congratulate yourself. Let's say you went to dinner with a friend and you did not order alcohol. Awesome. Those are things to really be proud of. And I think sometimes the world makes us feel like, our milestones have to be really large but no what's successful is celebrating every single small thing because once again you are building a case for yourself to say actually i am good at overcoming these things here are all these little milestones where i've been successful these milestones really um, lead up to something big right so your daily thoughts become your habits and your habit becomes your lifestyle these are things that in the cumulative effect of everything you're doing is helping you. These things are helping you build strategies for holiness, strategies for staying free. So those are just a few of the things that I have been thinking through. Um, I think God has delivered me from so many things and it would be a shame for me to kind of throw it all away and go back to the life that I lived before I was free. So for me, 
I believe that freed people free people. And this is a strategy or a set of strategies that have really freed me in my walk with God. It's not about being perfect. It's about every day asking Jesus Christ, asking the Holy Spirit to guide me, to make me stronger. And the places where I'm weak, I lean on the Holy Spirit very heavily to give me um, strength. The Bible says that in my weakness, he is strong. So I count on the Holy Spirit empowering me for every good work that he has called me to. I want to speak to anyone who feels discouraged or maybe even disqualified because they have an area of sin that they struggle with habitually. Jesus Christ wants you to be free. And this freedom is not something that is easily um, attained. Freedom is something that happens every single day, decision by decision. And so um, I don't think that there's anybody out there who is completely free. Every day we have to take up our cross and follow him. And so that means we have to put down the habits that would help us uh, stop us from walking towards what God called us to do. So um, we put aside all the things that would help make us stumble and we pick up the things that God would have for us. So I want to tell you that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. At no point can anyone um, come and tell you that you are not a child of God. God has chosen you and it is him who will purify you every single day. So I want to pray a prayer of repentance for any of us who need it in order to be holy like God is holy, uh, we have to ask for his help. We can't do it in our own strength. It's not something that as human beings, we are naturally wired to do. So it takes the supernatural strength of the Holy Spirit to make us holy. So let's uh, pray really quickly. In Jesus name, Lord, I thank you for your sacrifice on the cross. I thank you that you are perfect, that you are the spotless lamb. And you knew ahead of time that we would need so much salvation from our sins that we would need a spotless lamb to stay and take our place. Um, it's us who should have received the wages of sin, but you took death in our place. So God, first, we thank you for that. And God, I pray for my brothers and sisters who are listening, who are struggling in some area of sin that they maybe have not been successful in in the path and past. And so Lord, I pray for your grace. I pray for your grace to help them through every single day. I pray that you help them to be victorious over the areas where they might struggle. God, I pray that you give them strength. And I pray that they remember your heart towards them, that you want them to live a life of holiness and you are going to help them to do that. And so I pray that you would speak to them in the areas of their lives where um, they need a conviction to turn away from sin and the places where they have been condemned in the past i pray that you show them that you love them and that your love for them leads them to repentance and so god i pray for all that are listening that we would have the boldness to step away from lifestyles and habits and patterns that do not please you and instead we would run towards the things that would um, help us be stronger in our walk God, we're not perfect and we don't pretend to be. Help us to be vulnerable, to find community where we can be ourselves and we can confess our sins to one another and form strategies for holiness. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Thank you for calling us to holiness. And thank you for your Holy Spirit who helps us every day to be more and more like you. We thank you, Jesus. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Bye, friends.